Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oftentimes when people come across content from black people, they assume that it's only for black people. Yeah, yeah. And I find it so interesting because sisterhood is something that evolves and sisterhood is something that is changing in response to the realities that many of us are living yeah. right actually i want to radically support women and radically supporting women doesn't necessarily mean agreement it doesn't mean sameness but it does mean listening and it does mean empathy mm-hmm. the first agenda when it comes to sisterhood is love yeah hello and welcome to the two my sisters podcast i'm courtney and i'm renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the two my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters around the world and in today's episode we're going to be talking about sisterhood without borders interracial friendships religious diversity can these coexist in friendship oh i love that i know it's like a topic we have never talked about on the podcast before but super super necessary so i'm super excited about this conversation it's gonna be good but before we get into it do we have any housekeeping announcements? So at this point, as you listen to this episode, the TMS live show is behind us. But as you oh, can tell, crazy. we don't look like no, people who have had a live show. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> because we're recording this in advance. <laughs> yeah. We're currently resting for a little bit. Um, so hopefully the live show went well. Follow us on socials to see a recap of everything that happened on Friday. Um, insane times. times. Insane, insane times. times. And we just want to say thank you in advance to everybody that has poured into yeah. this community guys like as much as we are the forerunners and the faces of to my sisters to my sisters would literally not be to my sisters without our yeah. sisters so thank you everyone that has shared thank you everybody that bought a ticket thank you everybody that in- has invested in us in some capacity yeah. whether it is you're a regular listener you just started listening You've come with us on any of our retreats. To those of you that have come to our live shows, to our friends, our families, our sponsors, we just want to say thank you. We are so in awe of the fact that we are able to pull off a show where over a thousand people were in attendance. Like, isn't that insane? For real. Anyway, hopefully we pulled it off, Sha. Ah, hopefully. We have faith in Christ. We have faith. (laughs) In retrospect, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. The God that we serve. So sisters, thank you. Thank you so much. And you can continue to support TMS by purchasing our book. Yes, 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 yes. TMS. To my sisters, a guide to building lifelong friendships. Our book get it on amazon it's been released internationally now like i know we didn't make a big deal about it but our book released in the states a couple months ago so genuinely sisters thank you for making all of this stuff possible 2023 has been a roller coaster of a year for us and we just appreciate you so much for all the opportunities you allow for us to pursue and our book being one of them like crazy to think that we were able to put this thing out there where we talked about very similar things we're about to talk about in this um episode actually about the practical elements of sisterhood Mm -hmm. and how you can be a sister as a verb right 
And so honestly, thank you. Definitely read it. The girls are loving it. Still hear so many people talk about it till now, obviously, because it's still quite new. And also there is going to be some exciting news, very exciting exciting. news around our book coming shortly. So it feels like at TMS... There's always something. It's all happening, mate. There's always ha- something. You gotta get plugged in. But yeah, get it on Amazon. We will have all the links down below for you. Get it on Amazon. Get it on Audible. Get a copy in your local bookshop, Absolutely. wherever it may be, and buy one for a sister. Actually, in fact, you should. Yeah, get one for a sister. Buy one for a sister. But sisters, thank you to those of you that have bought the book already. We are so happy to hear that you guys are enjoying it. And if you have enjoyed it, but you haven't expressed it, and you're looking for an outlet. Mm. You should go to Amazon and leave, leave us, us a, a review. review. Yes, it really, really helps us with amplifying our work over at To My Sisters. Yeah. So if you have read the book or listened to the podcast and enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, 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 Come yeah, on yeah, now, yeah, support yeah. us, support us. Let's get it going. Yeah, I think that's the only housekeeping announcement yeah, for now. So the house is swept. So without further ado, a sister is in fact in need oh, of support. Man. Let's go. So we shall move into the ding, ding, ding dilemma oh i tell a lie before we get into the dilemma mm-hmm. i actually have a note that i wanted to share with you miss courtney let's do it hey sisters hey my love not a dilemma here yeah i just wanted to say thank you for your last message on financial health and well-being oh, i live abroad in the u.s for uni at the moment and i've been feeling so disappointed by how my financial journey has been going mm. i regularly have to call my parents and ask for help with things as i'm figuring out how to be an adult been thank done. you for reminding me that it's okay for me to ask for help Good. and that it's okay for me to stumble and fail as i try to find my way mm. your words healed me and freed me from the expectations i've had for myself Aww. best stop it oh, oh i honestly, thought i would i would add that because I thought very it was cute. cute yeah no the honor is all ours and that's all we ever want to do with like any advice or any content that we create um just help you to realize that you're not alone and mm-hmm. a lot of what we're facing is actually very very normal absolutely um and so yeah all the best as you go about studying girl you're young take the pressure off yourself 100 percent, 100 percent, and we love that for you sis and for real. it's so important to do everything at your own yes. pace and make use of those resources whilst you still have them exactly. shall but moving on to another sister that does need help. Okay. Hello, sisters. Hello, sisters. And get strapped in. This one is a little lengthy. Okay. Firstly, I want to warmly thank you for all of the work you put into continuing to serve insightful content back to back. You have helped me navigate different seasons of my life from moving continents from wow. Asia to Europe, wow. where I knew nobody in the country. On days I felt alone, I would binge your episodes and sometimes repeat to fully get the nuggets. I am grateful to be part of this movement. You both are such an inspiration to me and a force I truly reckon with. Much love, prayers and strength. Oh, stop it. I know, it's joke, guys. You don't wow, understand. It's warming our hearts. It's warming our hearts. Please send us more thank you notes. We love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So my dilemma goes as follows. I am in a long distance relationship which began earlier this year. Mm-hmm. We are both in our early 20s and we love God. We also have known each other since childhood. As far as agreeing and having conversations is concerned, I believe we're on the right track. But I asked him one day about accountability, of which he told me he has never had a person whom he is accountable to, except his parents and God. I then told him I'm asking because I want to know um, if there are people I can meet that I know you honor in that way and they are committed to your growth. Mm. So even when I want to understand or navigate some things, I can approach them for a wider perspective of you. And he said no. His reason was he doesn't like people knowing his business and he doesn't always want them to know. 
which I fully, fully respect. Yeah. He has expressed from the beginning his intentions that after graduating masters, his plans are towards marriage with me. Mm-hmm. My fear is that when we need intervention and actually just accountability, mm-hmm. where will we go together? Yeah. Not me going to tell on him. I have, been, <laughs> I have been living away from home for years, but I do have accountability and mentors that guide me. Right. He, on the other hand, has had so much support. I even considered some people his mentors or accountability and he said no. So I feel like that part has a potential of making me feel somehow. Mm-hmm. Is it that many gents don't have accountability usually, or maybe I should give him more time? I know it's an integral part for me. And so I want yeah. to understand from your perspective outside looking in. Help mm-hmm. a dear sister. Thank you in advance. Oh, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. From the outside looking in, obviously we don't have all of the facts mm-hmm. and we say this with every dilemma. So take our um, advice with a pinch of salt. I have noticed in my life talking to men Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes they don't have that same level of community accountability or people in positions of authority who they've, you know, willingly placed there in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is for so many different dynamics, but especially surrounding masculinity, there is often a glorification of answering to no one, being your own man. No one can rein you and you just, you know, kind of, operate life based on your own um navigation and i think that level of independence or pride um is often called male ego Mm -hmm. and (laughs) let's let's call it that um i do think what you need to bear in mind is whilst that may be common if this is a standard and an expectation for you it should still be something you should ask him to create in Mm -hmm. his life Mm -hmm. and the reason why i say that is you want accountability for the future proofing of your marriage, Mm. which is actually a benefit to him as well as you. And so if you want wise counsel, you need wise counsel, which is not just invested in you, but also has an equal investment in him by him knowing that that's the dynamic that he's in with these people, right? They're there to hold him or you both accountable. And I think sometimes when you suggest accountability to someone there, they can sometimes, especially if they're not open to it, they can sometimes hear it as you want, yeah like he said someone to be in our business you want someone to tell me off when something is going wrong you don't want to solve issues with me you want to run to somebody else and that's not what accountability is accountability isn't tattletailing do you know what i mean Mm. it's actually you asking for wisdom to be able to navigate through something with people who aren't as emotionally involved as the two parties who are most invested in this situation and wise counsel is something we're told to seek after all the time Mm -hmm. and it's something that god even instructs us to do so him saying he's being held accountable by god the way god also holds us accountable is through the people he allows us to do life with and so surrounding yourself with mentors surrounding yourself with elders surrounding yourself with even peers who you say you know what if you ever see me moving left or you ever want to talk to me about something or just get insight into my life to help me stay on this path which is already described as narrow and quite hard then you have that right that's something that we put in place for ourselves, not just in the area of marriage, but for our advancement and our character in general, right? Yeah. And I do think when you are embarking on doing something as mature and as challenging as marriage, you do need community and accountability now more than ever. And I understand he has his parents, but sometimes you need people who are a bit more unbiased towards you who can hold you accountable in that way. Now, this isn't to say that parents can't be a great source of wisdom and advice, mm-hmm. but when it comes to 
counsel or needing somebody to help in disagreements or help with whatever it is that you both are navigating sometimes you don't want people who are that close to your business and I think it's also worth bringing it up to him that like actually no if you are so concerned about people being all up in your business let's get a couple third parties who don't know that much about us Mm. but who can actually be wise counsel for us for us to go to with our issues to present it in whatever way we want to we have control as to how much we can disclose obviously with mentorship the more transparent the better but if the case is about privacy maybe we do need to build we need to find people who we can start to build a new relationship with who you feel intimate and close enough with to be able to feel comfortable with that level of transparency Mm -hmm. and that's something you can both work on together but it's not necessarily easy with people who know you pre-existingly or have a bias towards loving you even through your bad behavior Mm. And it's not to say he's badly behaved. And again, this is not tattletaling. This is, like I said, putting the necessary structures in place for both of your success. And because this is something which you desire and it is a standard for you, I think it's worth presenting it to him and saying, we can't move forward Mm. in this relationship towards marriage if we do not have the structures in place to try and ensure that we have a productive and healthy marriage. Mm. And one of those big structures or big pillars is mentorship and accountability accountability and if you don't have accountability I can't be the only one being held accountable and I can't be the only one who um I can't be the only one to provide accountability to this marriage I can't be the one to hold you accountable and yes God God holds us accountable but who is on earth to tell you that you're moving mad Mm. or maybe there's a better way to do things (laughs) do you get what I mean so if this is something that benefits both of us let's both start putting in the effort to set it up Mm -hmm. and if you really are resistant to this you're going to slow down our progression within this relationship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't think that's actually an unfair thing to do if he loves you he will put mentorship in place right because mentorship is no harm to him it's not this massive sacrifice yes transparency and vulnerability can be hard but it's not like you're asking him to go and bear his entire soul to somebody he doesn't know you're asking him to find somebody he trusts somebody you can trust and someone who could actually lead you both with wise counsel in certain aspects of your marriage and so this isn't even having somebody to helicopter lead you it's not having somebody who's like hmm how are you guys doing how often do you have sex how are you submitting are you doing no 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 when it comes to mentorship and accountability there's just this open Mm -hmm. back and forth and a freedom to ask for help when need be Mm -hmm. and both of you can establish the parameters of what accountability looks like to you and make sure that he feels actively involved in that but Mm -hmm. make sure he is involved in that point black period um so yeah that's what i would say how about you I think you answered that absolutely phenomenally. Yeah, I don't think don't you're completely. asking too much to be like, go and I get some accountability. Absolutely not. In a absolutely world where not. people are, <laughs> go I and listen just, to what we're talking about uh, on social media. There's so much influence over our lives. You need so someone much. who can be a good, wise sounding board. I just don't think you can be a good leader if you don't have anyone that you support. That is to. leading it you. Is ne- exactly. It is necessary for... In order to inform your idea of like submission, you need to be submitted yeah. to somebody else. And I think especially because, you know, you prefaced with you both love God. So yeah. I'm believing, I'm believing, assuming that you're both Christians. Yeah. I'm assuming that you are Bible believing Christians. And so I'm assuming that you understand that submission is extremely important. I love what you were saying around like 
it, whilst we do submit to God, God also brings us people. Mm. <laughs> we submit to God through submitting to people. So I think it's very much outlining the importance or even studying the importance of accountability and submission as part of um, your work towards marriage or your work towards the end goal yeah. for your relationship. And I think, again, highlighting the fact that you have a fantastic, phenomenal community around you. I like framing it as a positive it's very much a reinforcement as opposed to this is something that's yeah. missing from your life may also land um better i've definitely noticed a trend where quite a few men actively do not have anybody to submit to yeah. even when we think about just in faith-based a lot of faith-based communities right we see the predominant folks that are going to a lot of these communities are women mm-hmm. and i think that is a very big missing piece. And it's such a shame that a lot of masculinity is informed by the lack of adherence to yeah. or the lack of submission to another person yeah. as it pertains to masculinity. Because the thing is, if you don't actively outline somebody as your accountability or your leader, you'll be led by other things. So it's not that, you know, you can be led by no one. Everybody has something that is yes. leading them or someone that is leading them. Or there is always submitted to. Exactly. Everybody is submitted to something. It's very much about ascertaining what or who are you submitted yes. to and really thinking about, okay, if I can actively choose who I'm submitted to or what I'm submitted to, let's actually be very, very clear and transparent about that, especially if you are preparing for marriage. Because girl, you can't be submitted to anybody that's not submitted to allegedly nothing because that's actually not true. It's just a... Um, a saying um, ego as it were but it sounds like this is it sounds like he's a good guy it sounds like he's got his priorities in order it's just a case of the additionality of making sure that you have somebody or some kind of accountability for the both of you even approaching it like that right it doesn't necessarily have to be just a personal accountability it can be a as we are moving more and more into marriage, I would feel comfortable if we did have a older couple yeah. to submit to or like somebody within your parameter, within proximity to you that you can look to for that advice, for that counseling. Both of you love God. I'm assuming both of you go to church. If not, go to church. If <laughs> when you yeah. go to church, create relationships with the people that are around you, maybe even the local pastors at your church. That could be a form of submission yeah. too, right? The actively going to church, the actively submitting to that leadership, yeah. pursuing maybe counseling or pursuing maybe um, those kind of relationship activities with those folks is also a really good way in. And it's also low stakes in that you're creating a relationship within the confines yeah. and within the context of your beliefs. And that makes a whole bunch of sense. But I do think, especially for men, as much as the world can often tell us that men have no leaders, mm. they must have leaders in order to be good leaders. Yeah. And I think for him to be a good, not even good, a great and Christ-like leader, he needs to know how to serve. Mm-hmm. And the best way to serve is to actually submit. Yeah, that's And I good. really, really think that if you can implore this man, it, and mind you, it, it's not just going to be one discussion. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, understanding yeah. that this may be a process of like convincing him, you yeah. know, and talking to him about what is his idea of like submission. Yeah. How does he see um, submission and accountability even between you two as a future married couple and that's having good. a wider conversation, wider conversations, plural, about what that might look like moving forward. I love yeah. what you were saying about future proof in your marriage yeah. it's a form of preparation 100 percent. we need community we can't do relationships look that whole me and you babe against the oh, world oh, 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 you need a system no, baby. baby you need, you need a system, system. Mm-hmm. you need people in place to check you because sometimes you'll be doing me and you against the world and it's actually you two against it's the world like literally um and you will need somebody to intervene and yeah. it's really important to have people that are invested in you and people that care yeah. about you but they're also not biased parties there when it go. comes to marital issues or marital challenges it's also just nice knowing that 
within the grander scheme of things, you have people that you can rely on. Mm. When you're thinking about if you want to have children, for example, just like moving forward, it's nice to know that you have people around you that care about you and that can guide you outside of your parents. Um, And accountability doesn't always have to be vertical. It can also be horizontal, horizontal, right? Who are his friends or his other brothers in Christ that he can go to engage with that can, you know, support him with his own walk, like really encouraging that, right? What are the bonds that he can make with other men to get that sense of brotherhood going? Not every guy has got to be a lone ranger. In fact, I don't think any guy was born to be a lone ranger in my personal opinion. So brothers, you know what? This might even be a really good conversation for a future podcast episode with a brother on masculinity and accountability. And brotherhood. But whilst you are in relationship with this lovely, lovely man, please, please start that journey of thinking about what accountability looks like for both of you in terms of future people, in terms of future proofing your marriage. 100%. And also like just reminding that this isn't, about punishment or somebody who's going to be there to just constantly correct you right even though that is a huge part of mentoring and accountability um what you are saying is i want you to have support right transitioning from being someone's boyfriend Mm -hmm. to becoming a husband comes with a whole bunch of responsibility which we can't even like identify with do you Mm -hmm. get what i mean However, someone who can identify with, with it is someone who's actually going through it. And Mm -hmm. so what you also can position to him is, I'm not just asking for you to have somebody there who's going to lord over you, oppress you. That's not what this is. I want somebody who can actually hold you up and who can help you in a very challenging transition and a very challenging and high calling, right? You leading someone else, or even if that's not the dynamic of your relationship, you being in commitment to somebody is a big challenge. Mm. And so have somebody who can be there when you may not be feeling as strong and you don't want to admit that to me. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't be your entire support system in things that I do not understand. And so having someone around you who can actually understand you may be beneficial to you, even in times when you don't want to admit that maybe you have a question mm-hmm. or you don't know how to navigate a certain um, occurrence. And mm-hmm. I've had friends um, in my life who are men who have gone through certain things in marriage and are like, I don't even know how to, I don't, I don't know how to navigate through this, Mm. right? And they can't actually rely on their wife, even though they're going through the same thing because they're a man and she's a woman. And it's it's a very different perspective. Like I recently had a friendship couple who had suffered, well, I had a couple in my life who had suffered a loss of a child. Mm. And it's like, as from from the mother's perspective, that's one thing. From the father's perspective, that's another thing. Mm. Together, you're also going through another thing. So him being able to lean on men in his life and be like, have you ever experienced a loss um, of a child? And how does that affect you as as a husband, as a father? That was like, whoa, I can't even advise you on that. Do you know what I mean? And so- I think it's important to just have people who can support you Mm. and who understand your unique position. And sometimes that's not the person you love most. Sometimes it's the people in your life who you put there for Mm. that specific Mm -hmm, reason. mm -hmm. There is wisdom in the counsel of the multitude. Facts. And blesses the person who heeds to it. There you go. Honestly. There you go. So sis and brother, we are praying for you guys. We hope that you are able to amass a circle of good, strong, firm trustworthy accountability and we also are just praying towards the success of your relationship it sounds like you guys are in alignment and we really hope that you guys can continue to be in alignment and take it to the end man but yes sis and of course those of you that are listening in 
please drop it like it's hot. We would love to hear from you, especially any of the married folk. Do you guys have accountability? What does that look like for you? Any of the brothers that are secretly listening, you know, we adore you. If you have any kind of tips, tricks for our brother as well, Mm. please, please, please drop them in the YouTube comments. We would love to see and hear them. But moving on to the creme de la creme. Let's go. I'm very excited about this conversation because... For the life of me, I don't think I've come across many conversations on interracial mm, friendships mm. and friendships that embrace diversity, thinking about religious diversity as yeah. well. We often think about it in the romantic, yeah. but very rarely in the platonic. Yeah. So my first question is actually, why is that? Um, or what are your thoughts around the fact that when we think of celebrating, not even celebrating, but when we think of some of the difficulties that can come from different lines of difference or different just differences in general why is there more of a if there is if you believe there is why do we often why does the conversation often pivot around romantic relationships as opposed to spotlighting differences in platonic i think it's actually for quite a positive reason Mm -hmm. which um diversity and difference within friendship is actually sometimes easier to overcome Mm -hmm. because there's not as close an intimacy as there is with uh romantic relationships and it's not necessarily an issue of intimacy but more so agreement Mm -hmm. we actually don't need to be on the same page to journey with each other as friends per Mm -hmm. se Mm -hmm. um i think there's a level of agreement and somewhat sameness you need within a romantic relationship to make that level of intimacy that level of closeness and that level of partnership actually work Mm. whereas in friendship there's a lesser degree of partnership as much as there's still intimacy there's love there's relationship there isn't necessarily that partnership that like even exists within like a business relationship Mm. for example we don't need to be on the same page about absolutely everything do you get i mean this is more so about compatibility Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. personalities enjoying each other's company being able to you know converse and enjoy that engagement but i think with friendship I mean, with relationship, it's also about like, where do we see ourselves going? What's the vision for our future? What are we trying to build? Are we in agreement with that? Mm. And it's like, with friendship, you don't really have all of those conversations Mm -hmm. unless you decide to take it in a unique direction, like how we have a business partnership and stuff like that. Like, I think with friends, it's more so you're different. I'm different, but there are still so many places we can coexist and mm-hmm. ways we can support each other, which means we don't actually need to be the same in this area, but we can still love each other all the same. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's more so because of that, there's not as much pressure mm-hmm. to have to be the same person mm-hmm. um, or have the same views in certain places. Yeah. Um, and I think there's different ways to also show up for your friend in a, in a way that doesn't require you to be aligned in that same way and everything so for example like i i think to friends in my life who are say like my muslim sisters and when they are going through like you know fasting periods and stuff my support for them doesn't necessarily have to be i'm fasting too Mm. it's more so i'm not gonna invite you out to eat at this certain time (laughs) do you know what i mean like (laughs) i actually understand what it is you're going through but i don't necessarily need to be that's doing the same thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in order for there to be that sister to sister support Mm -hmm. um or even like with i remember like one of my friends one of my friends sorry my sisters one of my sister's friends who was white my sister's obviously black um i mean she might be she might be white she might actually (laughs) she actually might but she's been on this podcast so So, yeah she's 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 actually black um but (laughs) my sister was saying during 2020 and like the black lives matter kind Mm, of rise mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you know she's having these really tough conversations with her white friend white best friend at the time and Mm. like someone who can she considers a sister and it's like we're having these really hard conversations but it 
was so beautiful because she doesn't necessarily need to be black to identify with my pain or mm-hmm. she doesn't necessarily need to be black to acknowledge systematic oppression do you yeah, get what i mean yeah. and it's like actually we can have such great conversation about surrounding our difference, which even breeds intimacy Mm -hmm. um, and sisterhood in a really, really beautiful way. So I actually think that sometimes that diversity challenges us as people and it just Mm -hmm. brings out something way more beautiful um, within our friendship capacity, um, but also our character as people. Mm. How about you? I love that you touched on the positives first because I I definitely agree. I think there's something quite beautiful about having friends around you that are very different. 100%. And I love what you are saying around like challenging your thinking and perspective and whatnot because i definitely have been challenged by a variety of my friends that are from very different backgrounds like completely (laughs) there's been some cookouts i've been invited to and i'm like you guys live a different (laughs) like my asian um sisters y'all live a different life but also very similar i feel like there's certain things especially my indian sisters y'all the food (laughs) chef kiss um but also just in things like some of your experiences and some of your food is great fantastic i think i mentioned that already but it's fantastic um but there's certain experiences that we have and that we share but equally certain experiences that we don't share and having the intermix of the both is what brings that authentic flavor to our relationship um which i absolutely adore so and i think because traditionally when we look at relationships it feels almost like for women the stakes are higher almost mm-hmm. quote unquote right this whole idea of like oh i'm linking myself to you know this Someone person else. in this particular way and therefore i need to make sure that they are pretty much aligned on some yeah. of these core values whereas with friendships i think there's a little bit of a yes there's the positive element of like okay we're not as linked but i think sometimes there's a i don't want to say undervaluing but it's kind of like a friendships almost seem a little bit less important yeah um, yeah, in yeah. some ways especially in the early stages like before exactly. you form, if this person is just an acquaintance there's no pressure there's to no have to pressure. get on exactly it's more of a oh you're an acquaintance or you're somebody that's yeah. within my community of course you can be very different yeah um, whereas with dating you kind of find yourself intimacy straight away exactly yeah. not straight away but like you're the, trying to force it into something yeah you're trying to you're trying to manufacture or yeah. rather create um that kind of romantic experience pretty pretty quickly yeah interesting so in terms of we're us being a very multicultural and diverse sisterhood we love it we love it shout out to all of our sisters our sisters from all religions yeah no religion sisters <laughs> from you know all, all places walks all walks of life regions we're a global sister we're a global sisterhood the reality of the situation is both of us are black we are what In a shock <laughs> what what i'm not black am i <laughs> God, that not wait sense. a minute hang on i'm black you're black you are whoa crazy, crazy. moment <laughs> <laughs> All jokes even aside. though even though that has become a bit of a you know some of our um, other colored sisters are like yeah we can't be saying the word black no more but we'll come back to that in a second wait what you know how there's that hesitation around like non-black folk yeah in how to term people i think there was this whole palaver on social mm. media where somebody had said oh okay this black man mm. and she was white and everyone's like how dare you call him a black oh, man okay. just a man it's like but he's a black man and if that was relevant to the if conversation. that was relevant to the conversation but anyways we are two black women that are the founders of a global sisterhood yes we are also two black christians yes. that are founders of this sisterhood movement 
Some would look at us and think, mm. ah, where's my place in this sisterhood? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, both yeah, yeah. the founders seem to be quite similar in yeah. that respect. Yeah. And even the terms around sisterhood, this idea of community, yeah. this idea of referring to somebody that's a close friend as a sister, sister. is something that is traditionally associated with black Blackness, communities, yeah. specifically black, black women. women. What are your thoughts on creating spaces for other quote-unquote sisters other yeah. races other religions within a sisterhood and what do you think are some of the challenges of creating a space for sisters from yeah. different backgrounds oh. occupying the same community yeah oh i love this question it's so layered um mm. i think i'll start firstly with like the representation aspect because obviously yeah like you said as shocking as it is we're actually black <laughs> um <laughs> You know the bit, no, but you know what? It might be shocking to folks that have never seen us before. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, but, no, but I feel like I kind of yeah, yeah. But also, I think I sound. Do you think we sound? I, I think was, I, I sound black. Ask, do you think that we sound black? What does sound black mean? I'm not trying to be cancelled. I know. Can I, you this imagine? Could become oh, and then we share the clip online not, and so be like, uh, receipts. Maybe this, actually, we sound. We sound like neutral people. We yeah. sound transparent. Anyway, okay, what does neutral sound like? We sound transparent. Don't push me. <laughs> <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So anyway, um, what I would say with that is oftentimes, and this is something I have found as a content creator mm. in general, mm -hmm. um, oftentimes when people come across content from black people, they assume that it's only for black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find it so interesting because when we were growing up and we saw all these white presenters on TV, there was never a thought process that this is only for white people. Never Do you get what us. I mean? Or at least in the mainstream, that's not how producers of content or media thought, I'm going to put a white face there because it's for white people. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. white is just considered the norm, mm -hmm. the the palatable and now that more black faces are being put in those things of like no it's just you're a host and you're a good host or you're whatever, people are like oh now it's for black people and it's like no why is it that as soon as you make it the face of something a black woman mm -hmm. it becomes just for black women mm -hmm. as if black women cannot lead something mainstream mm -hmm. or as if black women or black people cannot lead something that is for the masses and lead it well do you know what i mean and lead it in a way that is still relatable and serves people really well and right. i think what we a challenge that we have often found and it's not just because we are black but also like to my sisters and that sister sister part being often related to black women black women as sisters which is amazing history mm -hmm. and very necessary for a community of people 
people who have often been excluded from even women's movements yeah, and have had to exactly. provide support for each other within sisterhood as a political thing mm-hmm. specifically for black women mm-hmm. um however it has been limiting in the sense that now white women or white people or non i wouldn't even just say white non-black people mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. feel excluded from that or the or like they cannot support right. the advancement of sisterhood as a verb and there's a part in the book where I talk about sisterhood with a big S and it talks about how like sisterhood politically can actually be a way of thinking in a way that um, unifies us as people mm. and helps us to advance politically because it actually forces you to acknowledge that yes, we are all different and our difference when we are trying to um engage in sisterhood is something we should approach with empathy but Mm -hmm. more importantly a listening ear and it requires you to listen to other people's unique experiences in a way that allows us to move together not by virtue of being the same right but by virtue of wanting to actually help each other Mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. you get what i mean and i think there's sometimes that resistance from people to engage in sisterhood is like how can i i don't want to take up space in your space it's like no i need you to to take up some a a specific kind of space Mm. in my space Mm -hmm. which is being an assistant being an amplifier being a provider of resource being someone who listens so we can bring about change being somebody who is spreading this message and spreading this movement you actually do have a specific space this space may your space may not be on the main stage though yours your space may not be on the cover but it is definitely you are you belong here Mm. to play a specific kind of role Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. not necessarily that this is about non-black people coming to hear the experiences only of black women. Right. Do you get what I mean? Right. In the to, to my sisterhood space. But so far over the last three years of this podcast, we have been sharing our experience, which has been shaped by our social identity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this specific place. And it's the same way people comment and they're like, and I love when people do this, where they're like, okay, obviously we're both Christians, but like, oh, in Islam, we call mm-hmm, this this. Or mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. my belief, we call this this. Or mm-hmm. in our country, we call this this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we are all living such common experiences which thread humanity together. Let's not say political or social experiences, but like human experience. Mm. We're all living something very um, relatable and we can all relate to a lot of the things that we talk about here on this podcast. And I love when we give diverse language to those experiences in a way that is localized or specific to a specific race or religion or culture um and it shows that as a global sisterhood we can all coexist and the main thing that ties us together is this sisterhood that is a verb Mm -hmm. this sisterhood that is a political um a political action and a p- political weapon in the best way, yeah. which is actually I want to radically support women and radically supporting women doesn't necessarily mean agreement. It doesn't mean sameness, but it does mean listening and it does mean empathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say about that. How about you? Absolutely love that. Again, like this whole idea of sisterhood as a verb, right? It's a doing thing, yeah. not just, you know, a name or not just something that we say, oh, this is a cute little community it's like no this is a movement in fact we need to even stop using the word community when it comes to something like to my sisters it's actually a movement because we are mobilizing women across the world and when we say you know global sisterhood i love the fact that you touched on the fact that it allows us by embracing so many different women from different walks of life 
it allows us to actually be a force for positive good because we are taking the accumulation of our shared experiences and pouring them into whichever sisterhood cause that we are speaking to at a particular moment and can support right and then also the ideas of having different spaces for different people at different times right it's not a static thing sisterhood is something that evolves and sisterhood is something that is changing in response to the realities that many of us are living right many of us are living lives of deprivation many of us are living lives where um, intersectional identities makes it difficult for us to actually exist and it is taking up that space of whilst i am listening whilst i am amplifying i'm allowing you to now take your rightful space in the mainstream and again i love that the fact that you know folks will see black faces and be like I can't get. I, I remember, don't know. Bro, I remember. Do you know how oh. many times, as a content <laughs> content creator, people have come up to me and be like, "Oh my gosh, I love your channel, and my friend also really likes it, but sometimes she doesn't know she can comment because she's white." And it's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> no, or like she just doesn't know if she can publicly yeah, support. Yeah. No, I need the public I support did, for the advancement of my career. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing do you know how (laughs) funny that is oh man but i do think there is something to say on that which is because of that yeah oftentimes as um black female creators i'll even speak from just our experience the initial support and the thing that gets us and moves us forward is often from black women and so even as you see tms like evolve and so many people are picking up on us now and like the likes of very big names are like oh my gosh let's do something together and it's like okay yeah cool 100 this sisterhood was built on the the back (laughs) and the support of black women globally not only black women but the majority black women women globally Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. have decided to make sure our voices and this podcast has been heard and platformed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for that we are forever indebted to making sure you get the representation Mm -hmm. the resource the advocacy that you actually need and the investment Mm -hmm. into your wellness growth and development Mm -hmm. and that does look like sometimes a lot of times engaging people who do have the resource and who have not paid attention to this thing um, and to us in a very very long time and for a very long time so that we can bring about change which is sustainable Mm -hmm. and change which isn't just brought about by us because Mm -hmm. we actually need support we've been doing a lot of not we as in two my sisters we as in black women Mm -hmm have been doing a lot for our communities in our own way. We do a lot for our families. And I think it's time for so many people to help us bring about global change for women, global change for black women as Mm -hmm. well. But we need other non-black people to also put their their hands in their pockets to bring about this change because we're worth other people's care Mm. and we're worth other people's listening ear to our problems Mm -hmm. and so even as you do see us become more diverse and maybe platformed on mainstream platforms i also hate that mainstream is associated with diverse but as you do see us you know on the mainstream stages and stuff black women we're there to really advocate for all of us but all of us do you know what i mean Um, and we can all do that together Mm -hmm. and I think we can say the same for working class women. We can say the same for um, people who were, you know, raised up. Basically, if you identify with our background, sure, we could, we're doing it for all of us. But at the same time for the upper class white girl living in Yorkshire who drives a Rolls Royce and her dad is her sponsor we love that you're a part of the sisterhood <laughs> and we hope that you know you sp- you play a specific role have you seen in the this Beckham? sisterhood yeah exactly <laughs> that's what I mean like if you're a Victoria Beckham listening to this you, you are a part of the sisterhood we and you play a specific you, part which isn't just 
identifying with our story, but mm-hmm. now also thinking, how can I help? And 100%. how can I be a part of this movement? 100%. You can bring your tea and your crumpets too. Like bring, bring your money. That. Leave the tea and the crumpets. Scre- bring yeah, your money. For the girls bring your resources. For the girls oh yeah, 100%. Like, your, like, like, I like a good scone. I love, I a, love good, a good scone. Some jam, some fresh yeah. cream, all of that kind of love stuff. It. Also bring your money, but... Bring the cash. This is also bring a space for you. Bring your connections. There you go. Bring everything you got. But also like bring your unique experience. We're exactly. not... I also don't want to undermine that you also have a story. And I think that's mm-hmm. another beautiful thing. We actually mm-hmm. outlined this at the beginning of the TMS journey, which was we wanted this to be a space for women's stories and you'll see that unfold over the next couple, there you go couple years we've, got, we've got time i think also with that it's recognizing the challenge of getting it right yes. every time in terms of platforming people yeah. because i think there is a temptation that when we start communities that we will always get it right that by virtue of existing we are going to be platforming the right stories at the right time or the right people or whatever just to acknowledge we know that we have shortcomings, 100%. even presently in terms of like representation. It's actually very, very yeah. difficult, even when you identify with the subaltern or the mm. folks that are on the margins, right? There are certain intersections that we will never yeah. be able to speak to. And I think even our awareness of that is part and parcel of the community building process. Yeah. I think it's acknowledging that there are certain shoes that we can fill but we can only go so far and this is why it's so important to mobilize Mm -hmm. women from different backgrounds and different walks of life different intersections Mm -hmm. and really actually create kind of community to ensure that these people have those spaces filled and we do get that representation and we do break this idea of the mainstream and this association of the mainstream with what has been normative in society for the past like thousands of years or whatever but thinking about exactly. there's the community, the big C community, C. relationships, the big R, the politics, and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Thinking about the more intimate settings, thinking about sisterhood with a small S and thinking about the relationships that we have individually with yeah. sisters from all walks of life. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, our white sisters, thinking about our sisters from different religions. I know that it can be quite easy to gravitate towards people that are very much like yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, So for us, we see, you know, oh, black girls or like, oh, Christians or whatever. It's easy to gravitate towards 100%. those folks. How do you go about creating intimacy with women or sisters mm. that are in, you know, a variety of different ways? Yeah very different to you yeah the same way you do it with the ones that are same to you Mm -hmm. which is you intentionality creating space um but i think you have to go that step further when there is that diversity which is now trying to gain understanding Mm -hmm. because what makes it easy with interactions with people who you are like they can just say one thing and you completely understand or they can sigh a particular way and you know exactly where that Mm -hmm. sigh is coming from there's already that because of that commonality there's that understanding yeah and i think with diversity sometimes there's not an understanding which then provokes more conversation more intentional time or maybe even dare i say some homework where it's like wow you've been through that now i need to go and do my research you know i remember um 
and this isn't even just a black and white thing, like gen- generally like hearing about um, like non-black people's experience with certain things or even within the black community, yeah. hearing so many people's different cultural experience. And now you're going to have to research about like FGM, for mm-hmm, example, mm-hmm, or you're mm-hmm. going to have to research about colorism within mm-hmm. Asian culture, mm-hmm. or you're going to do more research on like anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, mm, I don't know a lot about oh, this, no. you know? Nope. And whereas with your friends, there's that kind of, you're kind of an expert in your own history, right? Mm-hmm. You're an ex, mm-hmm. not in your own history, his, big history, but like history in terms of your own experience. You're an expert in that. But when you don't share that with someone, you do need to pursue some kind of, maybe not expertise, mm-hmm. but at least knowledge so that you're not ignorant. And I do think it's not, the onus isn't just on your friend. It's also on you to take a vested interest in understanding yep. their life, their world, the social issues they're up against or their just realities. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, I think you should do that not only by going away and doing it by yourself, but also just asking more questions and being like, you know what? I don't actually tell me more about that aspect of your culture. Tell me mm. more about that experience and really wanting to get to know that person's um, story. And I think that brings me on to the other thing where it's like intentionally listen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really, really ask thought provoking or like, yeah, create an environment first of all, where people can open up to you and then actually ask people questions like, mm it may naturally come up but like as as we have conversations as groups of of friends i think it's also important to give people room to share their experience Mm -hmm. even if it's going to be different and just be like oh like how did that work for you though because you're not black so how did we have um friends in our friendship group who are not black right and so we often turn to them and be like how does this work for you like (laughs) and as much as it's sometimes funny and entertaining because we are aware that and they're also aware that they're not black they also don't do this really weird thing of like no of course i can completely relate yeah i don't relate to that actually um and i think there's that honesty as well i think Mm. you should be honest Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. your um experience you should be honest about your your the truth of your history and Mm -hmm. your story and fully embrace that but also realize that um you may have a lot of learning to do and that's fine. And also it's good to just give people space to be themselves. Yeah. Like just allow yeah, yeah, people yeah. to don't try change people. Don't bully people as well into like, oh, why do you do things like that? Like, I think the beautiful thing about friendship is even though we are different, I can still find, I still love you. Yeah. Do you, I've still, fa- I've still found that yeah. I love you as a person. I love having you around. Mm-hmm. And so as much as that may be weird or that may be different from me, I'm not going to, pull it out of you and make you stop doing that actually it's a part of your uniqueness and I need to embrace that 100% no I absolutely love that you know what it makes me think of I remember when we were applying for university yeah and we were thinking about oh you know like we're going to places where there's definitely not going to be a lot of people like us but I don't think we had understood the magnitude until we actually got there I did I, I will never forget yo when I pulled up the first day that I pulled up with like my family and stuff like that I looked around and I said I was not shocked one bit I ain't seen a brown face in about a thousand and that's I went to university genuinely with a bit of sadness in me because I knew <laughs> that was gonna be the reality and that's why I spent most of my time in my 
um college in my room yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. I i don't relate to it. and i to be fair i, I would not actually recommend not that. even a little bit no, um, no, no, no. highly highly advise against that mm-hmm. actually because it mm-hmm. meant that i didn't develop that diversity mm-hmm. and the benefit you can get from that diversity 100 but i actually <laughs> i still empathize with courtney um, no but it was a hard year old courtney. it was a hard time to be yeah. thrown from you know a predominantly black predominantly school. if not almost i would say 95 percent. there was like maybe like 70 percent. really yes eight, Child, 70 you can see who we was hanging out with when we was a skill yeah. it was just black and these black, black, black people black girls and then you black. go home to a black family bruh and then you go to a black church there you go do you get dad. what i mean and then you go to university and all that white but also oh, whitey <laughs> white. whitey whitey <laughs> whitey <laughs> don't even that song no whitey. guys because <laughs> if you're black nothing, nothing for you but if you're white there's something for you oh whitey <laughs> <laughs> literally that was our university experience do you remember um, the chorus sorry the chorus in this world black. what is it i don't know White is right and black, black is, is wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess, man. But like, it's so true. I remember like, it's it's not even just about being around black people. Mm. It's black people from, a, it's black people from, from North London. It's 100%. black people who are majority Christian. Exactly. It's black people who are from working class yeah, backgrounds. Yeah. Like, we then got to university and even the black people that were there were also diverse. Mm-hmm, and it was like, mm-hmm. wow, you black, but you went to private school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Different. <laughs> Very different. You know, you're <laughs> black, but you come from a millionaire you're family. Still going ski, you're still going skiing, mate. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, that's also a level of diversity where it's mm-hmm, like, hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Adjustments. <laughs> Adjustments. And then going to, you know, women's communities. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Annie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel. Yeah. And again, like, there's so many elements of diversity. 100%. Like, learning about sexuality and mm-hmm, the diversity mm-hmm. and that like a lot of us it's not just that we're around the same race or the same we're around the same political opinion exactly. we're around the same exactly. cultural experience we're around the same way of thinking and then when you're in a space where it's like so much diversity so there's different. also diversity of thought mm-hmm. and experience and it's like oh it's a lot to learn here it's a big world now <sighs> it's and you know what it is it really does expand your thinking, obviously, a yeah. change of your perspective, all that kind of stuff. But I think it adds just so much richness to your life when you actually 100%. make, when you actually create those relationships. I often think of, so when I went to Harvard, I shared an accommodation with a babe called Emma. Hi, Emma. Hey, hope hey, you're doing Emma. Well. She's actually, so, yeah, actually such a babe. And when I say Emma was like opposite to me in mm. every single regard, Emma's also white yeah, um, i'm sure that she wouldn't feel offended with me telling yeah, everybody that white. that was, she's white. <laughs> was white um you know from the deep south <laughs> like we just had very very divergent yeah. experiences and i remember when i first met her like we hit it off like that yeah. and i remember when she actually first moved in she came with her mother mm. um i spoke to her mother me and her mother we were having a really good old chin wag she was telling me about you know their life and their history and all that kind of stuff i was telling her about the uk and all that good stuff and i was just like you wouldn't think that our backgrounds were so different yeah. the way that we hit it off. And just in terms of having such a positive relationship, we would often go to school together. We would do like midnight target runs. I really miss those taquitos, <laughs> mind you. And just having somebody that was, again, almost the American like white girl that you would see yeah. on the televisions. I'm like, this is literally one of my best friends last <laughs> time at Harvard so so different yeah. and yet there were so many commonalities yeah. so many similarities and the love that we had yeah. for each other was like she was like 100. one of my rocks slash lifelines in the 100. states 
It reminds and me of Naomi, like my one yeah, of my friends from yeah, uni. Yeah. I literally just got back from staying with her in Singapore, but she's Thai. Mm-hmm. And like, also very similarly, I'm so shocked that mm-hmm. we're this close. And I think there's just that, again, there's just that realness and rawness where it's like, you don't have to be exactly like me, but there's certain things that lie deep in a person that mm-hmm. you just connect with that it's like you're my friend man that's my homie that that's is my, my sister homie. yeah that's my sister yeah for real. don't speak bad about her that's for real for real um but i do also think there's something to be said about the negative experiences because mm. as much as we can say like there is beauty and diversity and stuff like that right sometimes other people are not as receptive to you do you oh, get what i mean mate. and that can also be a really big challenging thing yeah, and i think yeah. it's worth talking about that especially in the area of feminism mm. because so many women will be like yeah i'm i'm just here to support all women but actually they have greater priorities than gender equality which is fine because everyone has their own political pro- uh, um, priorities but like they don't mm. like non-white women or mm. non-black women or mm. non-Asian women. And it's like, I'm for the advancement of my specific group, the mm. ones that I like. And it's like, okay, fine. You do that. Cause we don't have to force sisterhood. And that's another Thanks. thing I hate personally, where it's like sisterhood because it's so mainstream nowadays, mm. um, especially in a commercial way. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we all get on. Let's have a professional oh, sisterhood. Don't call and it's sisterhood like, now. no, 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 no. Because no. you don't support this aspect of me and that's the thing it's like you can't take a part of me you can't just take my womanhood and like that. 100%. you have to embrace me and my full identity mm-hmm. and the complexities and of that and the things that even make you uncomfortable because you don't yet understand them but you are going to have to do the challenging word if you want to claim this title of this is a sisterhood or Mm -hmm. i'm all for supporting women Mm -hmm. okay support all of me as a black woman or a black gay woman or an asian atheist disabled whatever it is like whatever inter unique intersection you find yourself at support all of me honestly and truly and i think the first the first port of call for a sister is to love yeah i think a lot of people forget that even when we think about i think of like religious diversity right like our first mandate as christians is actually to to love love people like it's not like a oh if you feel like it or if you are you know our like genuine mandate as believers is to love god and love his people that's all his people and i think sometimes we can allow our political identities or sometimes our religious identities or religious culture dictate how much we can be a sister to other people that may fall outside of that remit and it's such a shame because there's so many beautiful interactions there's so many different things that you can support people with just by virtue of loving them yeah and the thing is support isn't and i think the reason why people do that sorry is because they assume that love means agreement Yeah, yeah yeah you don't have to agree you and, don't uh, have to agree people don't know how to coexist again exactly they actually do not know how to coexist again and it's perfectly fine for somebody to be a complete like very very different like mm-hmm. some of my really really good friends are muslim yeah i love them to death i think they are fantastic people mm-hmm. and that does literally has no bearing as to our relationship in terms of me being able to conduct an intimate relationship yeah. with them. I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm coming in with the idea of like them wanting to convert okay, me or yeah. like whatever. We're coming in with these agendas. No, no, no. The first agenda when it comes to sisterhood is love. Yeah. Point blank, simple. Yeah. In this sisterhood community, the first thing that you've got to do is love. And I love that you are bringing up, up the more negative elements of diversity yeah. and sometimes when we do bandy about together and co-opt other people's struggles when we find it suitable for us so especially when it comes to things like race we've seen it in the wider you know 
society, especially as it pertains to black activism Mm. or black circles, we see that co-opting of the activism that we use in order to forward and advance for our people. But we also see that within female spaces as well, within women's spaces. Suddenly it is certain communities that are doing the labor and not getting recognized for it. Big time. Suddenly it is certain communities of women that are actively being undermined. But then when it comes to having the bigger conversations, they're not present at the Mm. table. Undermined, underpaid. Undermined, underpaid, undervalued. And also those, especially women that exist at the point of intersectionalities, we are punished more by systems, even more disproportionately than some of our other sisters. So the fact, again, if you are black and gay, if you are black and woman, if you are, you know, Asian and X, Y, Z, you are penalized by a system, the further and further away you lie from the mainstream. And it is our duty as sisters, irrespective of where you stand on the spectrum, exactly, to pull as many, if you, look, if a sister is like, 10 blocks behind away from the mainstream and you're like three blocks, you better start getting your running shoes and go back for that sister and pull her up at least a little bit closer. Because I think the temptation is that, right? To take up those spaces or take up more spaces because we're closer to the mainstream Mm. and because we're more palatable. It's like, let me take up that space. And it's like, no, actually your responsibility might be to go back and use your privilege or use your space to pull somebody right back to where they need to be. Facts. Facts. It's hard It's hard because it's a lot to do. I know some people will say you can't platform all issues at once. Um, but this isn't about bringing everybody onto your stage. Absolutely. But it is for the people who... Because let's not act like we, the, we are the only people with the mic. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about us bringing every person onto our platform because we have a stage. No, everyone has a stage. It's just about amplifying what it is they're already doing and what they're already saying. It's not mm-hmm. about co-opting it. It's not, it's not about now having to be the leader of it. There are so many women who are leading change for their specific group or the, the cause that they care about. And so allow them to just be spotlighted, share the attention that's on you 100. with them um at some point and also it it actually doesn't take away anything from you that much you don't have to be the one leading the conversation on everything allow the people who are equipped to lead that conversation Mm -hmm. to lead it right um and listen like really i think that's the thing about sisterhood it's just can you actually just listen like don't assume that you know oh we're both women so i can totally you don't understand my perspective it's okay too and it's okay to be curious it's okay to ask questions i think even even as women when you do operate at the point of intersection Mm -hmm. and sometimes it feels as though folks are always interrogating you Mm -hmm. for your experience i think there's also a level of openness that we also need to have in terms of allowing people to learn more about us of course this is going to be built on trust and you know building the kind of relationship where you feel comfortable enough to do that but i think there's a certain level of openness that is required for all parties involved in order to really advance and i think we won't get anywhere until we start being a little bit more open and transparent across the full spectrum of sisterhood in order to be true to that yeah. title of sister. I completely agree. Like with that. I think as much as it is so tempted, and sis, this is not to say that you haven't experienced things that you've not been done wrong by the system, and you know people 100%. have not been racist or any. In, just put um phobic <laughs> of whatever you are, phobic, whatever yeah. phobic of whatever yeah. you are. This is not to deny or invalidate those experiences, but it is to encourage you that within the confines of at least this sisterhood, what we want to build and encourage people to do is to feel comfortable and safe enough and know that this is a safe space where difference will actually be yeah. celebrated. And that even though you, 
you know, operate or you exist at the point of an intersection in this community, we can bring you to the main stage yeah, and you should good. feel comfortable occupying space whether it's a monologue, a duologue, ensemble, mm-hmm. you will have space on this particular stage yeah. that we call sisterhood. Yeah, well, at least we'll try our yeah, best. We'll try our best, baby. Um, we we'll won't try. always get it right. And there was something I did want to say on that quickly, which is, I think that works beautifully, especially on an interpersonal level and mm. definitely prepare to be open if you're trying to create, you know, intimate personal relationships. However, on a wider level, mm-hmm. especially on a corporate level, that openness you gonna need to pay for that. Yeah, get money for that, baby. You gonna need to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You will actually need to pay for that. I think there's um sometimes people will shy away. We just wanna learn. We wanna Okay. Oh, they love it. The lunch pay learns. for it. Like pay for that. <laughs> because why should we be doing why should we be doing a lot of that work for free when there is resources there mm-hmm. for that diversity to be invested into continually not necessarily talking about your trauma, but continually trying to educate people, continually talking about your experiences Mm -hmm. can be very draining, number one. And number two, you're not owed it. You're actually not owed it. As much as we all want to make the world a better place, um, you're not owed my vulnerability. You're not owed my transparency. Even if it is going to help you become better, pay for it. Do you get what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. And so if you are trying to learn on a more corporate level, I'd say, Get ready to shell out money. And this is why you also need other sisters from other races because there is um, a disparity in how much you will be paid. And it is good to cross-reference, especially with those that are closer to the mainstream to see if you are being undercut. Sisters, we know that we have barely scratched the surface with this kind of conversation. You know, there are so many intricacies when it comes to diversity, celebrating diversity, the challenges around interracial, interfaith, inter-whatever, intersex, sexuality, everything. We would love to hear your thoughts. Diverse sisters, we welcome your thoughts and opinions, respectfully, of course. What are your thoughts around having interfaith, inter-everything relationships? Drop them like it's hot in the YouTube comments. And of course, you can follow us all over on social media. Follow this global sisterhood, at To My Sisterhood, on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, all the places, all the platforms. We are across them all and you can find us. And of course, come and follow our glowing and growing journeys individually. The lovely lady to the left of me, my best friend, Miss at Courtney. Her her handle is actually at CD Barton. (laughs) Her handle is at CD Barton. Don't beat me. I've said it enough times on this podcast. You guys know where to find her. And if you lost her, and also her name is Courtney. Her name is not Daniela. People have been calling her Daniela. Daniela is Courtney. Daniela's her middle name. Thank you. God bless you. And come follow me at Renee Kapiki. We love to see it. And make sure that you're signed up to our mailing list. You can sign up on our website, www.tomysisters.com. And we will send you weekly growing and growing tips and love letters to your inbox. Oh, so romantic. We are literally the most romantic and platonic. We try. We try and we we succeed. But sisters, we also hope that you succeed in this upcoming week. We are sending you so much love. And as always, keep glowing and growing mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from moonpig Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com